another episode it's another episode of the bench mob podcast episode 108 we here tonight it's live yo everybody that's listening to this if y'all can subscribe on all streaming platforms subscribe to our youtube channel we greatly appreciate it give us a five-star rating on everywhere so we could you know really do well turn this into some money bags Speaking of money bags, CJ Moneybags is absent tonight. He uh, is out spending some money bags on his last dance. He's about to be married. So bachelor party life is his life for this weekend. But we got the big three here. Miles Smooth Operator, left-handed Davenport is in the building. We just glad he's here. You know, it's more life. We were concerned with the Knicks losing, but he's here. <laughs> he's in more life. You know, I was feeling better before you you brought that up again, but <laughs> I'm I'm gonna make it through the show. Oh, yeah, I completely. I'm I'm very sorry that I just mentioned that. Like we had a whole episode about mental health that was very insensitive by me. Um, Greg, hot takes. Mister Sims Mayor is in the building tonight. How are you feeling tonight? I feel good. I, you should you should you should run back the tape of me saying tell Knicks fans to be happy to be here. <laughs> I, try, I try to I try to tell every Knicks fan to be happy to be here, but they didn't want to listen to me. I try to I, I warned everybody, but it's all right. No one ever listens to me until it's too late. <laughs> hey, sometimes you're wrong, and I was wrong. I thought the Knicks was going to win. I was hopeful the Knicks was going to win. <laughs> this is just a reminder for me. For me, I'll speak to me. You can't make choices with your heart, bro. <laughs> I made it with my heart. Because I wanted, I wanted the Knicks to win. The Knicks winning is good for basketball. So I, I chose with my heart, and I was wrong. Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter, Bogey, Collins. It, it was just too much for them, man. It was, it was really too much for them. Uh, I try to tell you guys. But we're going to talk about the Knicks season overall. We're going to talk about it. We're going to give our uh, – Regular season playoff, you know, their entire season, we're going to give it a grade. I think they're in a great position, though, for the future. But we got to start off with cheating, cheating, and some more cheating. Baseball is yet again in a situation where we're talking about cheating. It's a belief. It's a rumor. Some say it's fact that pitchers are using illegal foreign substances to increase their spin rates. What's going on with baseball? And at this point, it's what? Every three, four years, we hear something about cheating. The Astros cheating. People taking steroids to hit the home runs. Should baseball just like, hey, just 
best cheater win. Well, I think it's, it's this situation kind of similar to the the Mitchell report that came out maybe 17, 18 years ago when it had a list of players who were tested to see if they'd taken steroids, but they never put it out officially. And then it leaked. And then you find out, oh, he was taking steroids? Wow. I feel like this is going to be like that type of situation where, like Josh Donaldson was trying to say, he's like, I got I got receipts. I, I can show you who's been doing it, who's cheating. Because they had video of people either putting it in their glove or putting it on their arm. So it's not like it's a secret. And I'm sure most teams right now have somebody who's using it. Because pitchers are doing crazy numbers this year. Like there's been an outrageous amount of no hitters. And maybe you can attribute that to the substance, Mm -hmm. which if people don't know, it's sunblock mixed with rosin, which makes it stickier on the ball and gives you, you're able to spin it a lot more. So I don't know what baseball is going to do right now. They're not going to do anything. They're still evaluating it. And I think that if Josh Donaldson comes out and out some of these players, then it might put a little pressure on, on the new commissioner to do something about it. But this is just a part of baseball. Everybody's trying to get an edge and, this is just one of those things that we're going to have to deal with this year. Yeah, as you mentioned, the MLB is, according to Brian Harkins, is very aware of it. Brian Harkins recently sued MLB and Angels, the Angels for defamation after being fired by the Angels for selling an illegal substance to pitchers across the league. He says MLB knew. I think even when we talk about you know the home runs and Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire, I think they knew about that too. It's just the fact that it became public. It didn't look good. And all right, now we're going to cover it up. We're going to, you know, try to fix it and things of that nature. I think this is literally just like when Lance Armstrong was cheating. He was like, everybody's cheating. I think this is really kind of like a part of the baseball culture now, as you said. Everybody's trying to get an edge. Everybody's cheating. It's just like, do you get caught? And let me add this. Uh, MLB is just they're after their bottom line, which is – making money, selling tickets, putting their best product out there. So if guys – the steroid era was the best era because who doesn't want to see a home run hit every game or that race between McGuire and Sammy Sosa? That was one of the greatest runs in, in baseball history, even though they cheated, but it made <laughs> the sport fun. So now you got guys cheating, but who knows? DeGrom could be on this list. I was, I was even just about to ask – Greg, if if you find out the Grom's on his list, does that change your viewpoint of the Grom being the goat? No. <laughs> no. I don't. I don't think he is, but I don't know for sure. Obviously, just, I don't. I don't think there's any way to really know for sure. But um, nah, he he's he's incredible. We could talk about that all day. That's a whole different thing in and of itself. I. I the baseball fans are funny to me. Like that, just baseball culture is funny to me because they like to act like they're big, they're all holier than thou, and all that stuff, and all these unwritten rules and crap. And they try to act like there's all this integrity for the game, and it's never been like that. It's, it's never been that. That's why I think it's so crazy that they don't let guys like Barry Bonds into the Hall of Fame because 
just be, he was amazing before the steroids. The steroids obviously helped him hit the hit, helped him be stronger, right? He added power to his more power to his game, but you got to be able to hit the ball. Like it, so, at this point, it's a joke. It, all the fans that are upset at the Astros for stealing signs, like that's that's a part of this thing. The people. That, Baseball should just lean into what it is, okay? You whatever the, you can you can do to make the game more fun and palatable for young kids, you do that. And I'm not saying that you should not you should condone cheating anywhere, but at the same time, like that just seems to be synonymous with baseball. So let's not act like, oh yeah, like it's it's a it's the, it's this sport where everybody's super it got great integrity and sportsmanship and all that. Nah, like it's 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 crazy to me. It really is. Like they play by their own rules out there. They do. I hope you're not trying to give the Astros a pass though. I like giving the Astros a pass. I'm not saying no, they cheated, but I'm, I'm also saying that that's that that seems to be a common theme of baseball. That's just what it is. Everybody seems to be cheating out there. Everybody's out there cheating. I don't think anyone's out there just getting away, you know, get, playing clean. They're totally all through and through, you know. And everybody wants to act like they're bigger than the other. We're talking about a sport where guys are allowed to pelt a hundred mile cement, almost damn near cement ball at someone because they're mad that they they looked at them the wrong way when they got a hit. That's what we're talking about. A lot, a lot of stupid stuff in baseball. Baseball's arcade. They got, they got to come up to speed. They got to get to this time. Like it's, they got, they got issues bigger than just the fact that a guy is, um, the guys are rubbing sticky substances and spinning the ball at a faster rate. I mean, it, the no hitters are in large part because guys are trying to hit for power. That's the, the, the how about we bunt? How about we get? I don't see anybody bunt anymore. How about that? Like you don't, you don't try, you don't do any of the basic fundamentals in baseball anymore. You're seeing guys try to hit for power, so the strikeout numbers are going higher. The ERAs are going lower and. They're giving they're giving up less runs. Well, if they're they're gonna let them do this, then they should let the hitters put the pine tar wherever they want to put yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. That's what at this point, like I said, the best cheater win. Mm-hmm. At the, literally at this point, because the pitchers cheat and the hitters cheat and what what do we talk about here? And as Greg alluded to, sad to say, this used to be America's pastime at one point, but it's no longer the most popular sport and is no longer a sport that is actually viewed as often as the big sports where you were talking about ML, uh, NFL, the NBA. Why? Especially you see in the NBA, they have catered the game to be more exciting, to get more people to actually tune in. NBA, that's a foul. Breathing on Trey Young's hair, the little bit that's there, that's a foul. Like, but they did that so it could be more offense, more scoring. You got games on the regular that's 135, 140 is a regular game yeah. now. Like I was listening to the IT episode on All the Smoke, shout out to All the Smoke. He was saying, you know, at his peak, when he was averaging 30, you know that most of those games were still 98 to 100. In a four-year span, we talking about now 140, 145 is a normal game. Is a normal game, but it's exciting. People want to tune in. Double overtime game, Dame, one of the most efficient games ever in playoffs for a 50-piece. You're not getting that in like an MLB game. No. You're not going to get that same type of excitement. So I say just, hey, everybody use whatever you want to use. Whoever come out and win, come out and win it. Just like with Lance Armstrong. He said, we always cheating. I just was the best cheater. If we all cheat, what what does it matter? I don't, I don't disagree with you. And baseball, to hey, look, let's see. It's kind of like when you play video games. Hey, both teams turn your game sliders up. Let's see who wins. That's it. 
Like, can I can I just drop some breaking news in the podcast here? Drop it. Uh huh. Uh, Anthony Davis will be playing tonight. As long as as long as warms go warms go according to plan. If the warms go according to plan, he'll be playing tonight. So that's a lot that gotta go according to plan <laughs> <laughs> with AD. Um, Yo. Transitioning to another team, you know that was at one point synonymous with greatness. Was at one point back in the day constantly in competition with the Lakers for championships was the Boston Celtics. Mm, mm. Danny Ainge has decided to retire from his position of head of basketball operations. Some say it's because Kyrie blew up the whole thing in Boston. He messed up what was going on there because he won and he stepped on Lucky. And, you know, that just hurt Danny Ainge. It hit him different. So he had to retire. Others may believe that he was probably going to get fired, which me and Greg alluded mm. to that he needs to get fired. What's your thoughts, initial takeaways when you saw this report that he was retiring from his position? And we're going to get into Brad Stevens, you know, the promotion. But what was when you saw this come across your phone, what was your first initial thoughts reading this that Danny Ainge was retiring? I was kind of shocked. Like, I didn't expect it to come like this. I thought, you know, he he'd stick around for another year and if nothing happened, get fired. But I didn't think that he would step down and then the guy who was out there coaching would take his position with the Celtics. No no interviews with anybody else, no other candidates, but it was like he was the heir apparent. But was always the plan. Danny Ainge, I don't know. He kind of got out easy on this one. Woo, he definitely got out easy, bro. I feel he got – he was able to suggest him go into the sunset. And I don't think he's going to actually retire and never be, you know, with a basketball team again. But he was the king of the almost moves. We almost had Harden. Almost had Anthony Davis. Almost had Kawhi, just to name a few names. Greg, you have made it clear on this show your viewpoints on Danny Ainge and his job, not even him as a person. You've made it clear just on how he does his job. What's your thoughts on Danny Ainge retiring? (laughs) He got fired. Let's just make sure we we call it what it is. He got fired. They just when when a white guy gets fired, they're allowed to they're allowed to say that they are, are stepping away from the position, so that way they look better. But let's let's make no mistake about it. He got fired. That's what happened. And I, and he's not getting fired for what happened against the Nets. It's not that he lost to the Nets. It's it's really not. It's about losing Game Seven to Bron in the Eastern Conference Finals in 2018. I think since then his his writing's been on the wall. You had to win that series. Even though Kyrie had been hurt at the time, they'd had they they played really well all year with Terry Rozier. And honestly, it's not even about the roster they had at the time. It's about the fact that they had never pulled the trigger and pull, made a big move to make that solidify the team as a top team in the NBA. And when you get a a King's ransom from the Nets, you get just you just completely take advantage of Billy King, and you get you don't you get out of that you get really two young really good core players. The whole point of getting those young core players and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum is to flip them into a star like AD. But because Boston is so 
because Boston leans into their racism as a fan base, it makes it uh, it makes it tough for guys, but black really good black players around the league to want to go play there. It's not a palatable place where they want to go play. They don't want to go do that. So here we are. Here we are. They, 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 she should have pulled a Masai Ujiri and gotten a guy like Kawhi to come. Just trade for him. Even if you got to get him for a year, you have him for a year. You have his services for a year. He's not going to sit out. He's going to play. Maybe you win a championship out of that, and that makes it worth it. Now, because the, the juices with the screws, they squeeze there. You get all these assets. What are you building for? You you might not keep Jason Tatum. There's a good chance Jason Tatum walks in a couple of years. You, for real, he could he could walk. He really could. Like playing in Boston is not something that guys in this generation are really that excited about. I don't know what Danny Ainge was betting on the Shield, this, the, the the Boston Celtics Shield being worth so much more than what it actually is to guys nowadays. Guys in this generation don't care. If they cared, Kyrie and KD would be on the Knicks right now, not the Nets. They don't care. They don't care. They're going to go through the best situation for them. That stuff doesn't matter. Tradition doesn't matter. That's why Steph. That's why Kyrie will step on the logo like that. He does not care. He doesn't. I, you know. I think the other thing too is like what you alluding to is outside of basketball do these players want to be there and especially a lot of the younger players and younger talent even some of the draft picks do they want to resign you're like boston you feel me like how many people do you know black athletes that want to go play in boston probably not that many and something that was interesting too um they haven't really had a black athlete choose to go there outside of Al Horford and I think one other player to actually choose to go to Boston. They are free agent, not coming through trade, but a free agent and was like, yo, I'm going to go sign with Boston. Kimba. Kimba. That's the two players, Al Horford and Kimba. Yo, that's also not – it works both ways too. Boston for the longest time didn't want black athletes. Boston, Boston, early on when they were winning with Red Auerbach and winning with winning with Bill uh, Bill Russell, Red Auerbach understood that like yo, like we're not getting fans in the seats. We gotta get some white guys in here, and then that's what happened. You saw the whole thing shift to Kevin McHale, Larry Bird, Danny Ainge, all that stuff. They they got as many white guys as they could. They were one of the whitest professional sports teams in the in in U.S. history. In U.S. history, that's that's their that's their legacy. That's what they've created for themselves. That's the brand they've created for themselves. This is not this is self inflicted damage. This is not anyone's fault besides Boston's fault, right? That's it goes as far back as Red Auerbach. So th- to make it seem as if like you know black athletes don't want to go there, I know some of our listeners are. We got some we got some listeners that are, are Boston Celtics fans. I'm not gonna say no names, but it, it, yo, like this is this is what this is what how racism can work in the inverse. Okay, like. The reality is black people dominate this sport. And you're not getting black people, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> you're kind of screwed. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you know, I mean, the Celtics will be competitive. I would be very worried about Celtics fans, about a Celtics fan that I can't keep that guy like Jalen Brown, that I can't keep a guy like Jason Tatum. I, I know they can make the most money there, but I do. I would be very worried. I think you're more likely to keep Jalen Brown than Jason Tatum. I think Jason Tatum is on the record saying he grew up a Kobe guy. He's in the record saying, you know, that he has all the respect for the guys around the league. Don't think for a second that guys won't be in his ear talking about how, what is it to do in Boston? There's a racist fan base. Guys throwing water bottles at Kyrie. Isn't Ky- Kyrie's his friend? That yep. idiot Boston Celtics man threw a bottle at, at his at his star friend, at the franchise player's best, one of his best buddies. That's what you did, you idiot. He's, now, when he walks away, 
When, yeah, you don't think that's going to have some effect. You don't think it matters? He's not going to remember that when free agency comes up like, mm, do I really want to stay here? Come on, man. Do they, I really want to re-up here? Like, they and the thing is that's so, like you mentioned, you could probably get the most money if they stay in Boston. But there's so much and so many opportunities outside of basketball. You make that money up. Yeah. True. You Let's go say to LA, too. LA, even Miami. Commercials, you, you've seen. If you're a star... And honestly, at this point in this era, that's why it don't matter where you're at, because you would get it off the yeah. off the court. Movies, TV, commercials, clothing line, podcasting. JJ Reddick making a little nice piece of change outside of basketball doing podcasting. So it can be done anywhere. Some of his mishaps, just to throw out there before we talk about the promoted, the golden child, Brad Stevens. <laughs> He traded fan favorite Antoine Walker for Rafe LaFrance. And I think that started right there letting you know. The fans weren't happy about it, but that started right there where it was like, we don't care. Danny Ainge in the front, because obviously you know they had to green light it and say it was okay. They started right there when that trade happened. They let you know. They didn't care what the fans thought. So he traded fan favorite Antoine Walker. Garnett and Pierce to the Nets. He got some of the picks, but we saw what he did. Holding on to the picks too much. Didn't really turn out to anything. And then, of course, my favorite, which I think is one of the most grimiest things ever done I've seen in sports in my era of being alive. Trading the injured IT for Kyrie Irving. And Kyrie didn't even stay. So was it really worth it? Now, the next steps, though, for Brad Stevens. He has this job now. Where does Brad Stevens go to fix this team? I don't even know what the pick situation is. And I'll honestly, Brad, Brad's not, I don't think Brad's going to appeal in that position as a basketball head of basketball ops more than he would. He's not, it's not more appealing that he's in that situation than he would be as a coach. His basketball mind is what people are trying, what people like. I mean, I don't, you know, you can hire Jason Kidd, you can hire Sam Gasell, you can hire whoever you want to hire there. Boston's problem is that it's in Boston. Boston's problem is, is, is a deep root issue. It's underneath the foundation. So it's, 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 a, it's a foundational issue. That's what it is. So you're not going to be able to just change this thing. All Brad Stevens can hope to do is convince Jason Tatum to stay. If you don't, then, yo, you address it early. And if he says he's, if he shows any interest in going anywhere else, trade him for everything, for, trade him for the crib. Trade him for the crib. He mentioned a couple of coaching candidates. Who you think would be the best option as a coaching candidate, Miles, for for Boston? I mean, I, it's a guy that hasn't really gotten a chance these last few years. I feel like Mark Jackson could come in and just ignite a little fire under this team. Highly yeah. unlikely, though. Yeah, yeah, I don't think Mark gets like, because of the socioeconomic situation. Now. I don't think Mark gets another job ever, ever again. again. No. Unfortunately, I agree, Mark. We haven't heard his name come up in a minute. I don't think he's even got an interview, but I think it would. I agree. It makes it sense. Be, it's, a, it's a good basketball choice, but if you know, we know there's more than basketball I play. Yeah. But that's basically who I would choose if I was, you know, running the team. But I mean, somebody like me wouldn't run the Boston Celtics. So. Okay, there you go. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I, one thing I think Brad Stevens gonna have to do this offseason too is figure out what they're gonna do with Kimba. Kimba has the yeah, he has the knees 
of a 67 year old. I think you're stuck with him. No, I mean, how many more years do you have on that deal? I mean, two, like two more. Two more. At, at a stupid number, like 30 mil or something. Yeah, they're, I think it's still like 60 to 65 million left still on that contract. They're stuck with him, man. It's okay. He's not good playing like second fiddle or third fiddle to these guys. Because if you look at Charlotte, he was the man. He was the guy, ball in his hand all the time, making all the plays. Now in Boston, it's a different role you got to take up when you're not that best player on your team anymore. The thing, too, with Kimba, though, it's like at this point, no, he's not going to go anywhere and be the star. So it's like at some point he's going to have to accept being that second or third option. Mm -hmm. Because if traded anywhere, if we look at the NBA rosters right now, he's not – He's not going to be the the head star guy. Same thing you could look at, and I'm not comparing the two players, but you could look at the same thing with like it. Like it will never get that opportunity, unfortunately, to be that guy like he was in Boston those three years. With how teams are set up right now and how teams are currently constructed, they most teams have their guy. So it would have to be an injury type of situation. And it would be like a one-year thing anyhow. I don't – we see IT only got signed to a 10-day. So the NBA, as of right now, how they're treating him, they don't see him as a number one option anymore. They don't see him as being, hey, he could he could repeat that year where he was having 28, 29 points. Same thing with Kimba. Look at the history of the NBA, too. I mean, it's really it's very rare that your best player is six foot or it's under six two. It's very and, and when I say your best your best player could be under six foot two, what I mean is it's very rare that your best player is under six foot two and you're a championship level team. You're a team that's gonna win a championship. It's very rare. I don't even I don't consider the Warriors in that category. I know people kill me for. I know how great Steph Curry is. The first championship they won to me was luck. You you had Kyrie and Kevin Love went that Kyrie and Kevin Love mm-hmm. went down and Bron was dominating the series up two one on y'all like by himself. If he had Kyrie, they would have won the series. They would not have won a championship that year. And then the year after, on that 73-win year, they – I'm using them as an example because they're, they're the most clear-cut example, I feel like. But the 73-win year, they lost. Then they went, they got KD, and what happened? They won. Their best player was – their best player was a seven-footer. The NBA historically just favors guys that are bigger, taller, taller frames. That's why I think the Celtics losing guy Jason Tatum would be devastating for their franchise to bring it back to them. You know, you have to keep him for that do you, reason. Do you think – Two two questions, right? So alluding to that, right? So you just mentioned that. Could you say the same thing with Port with Portland? Yes, that's why they don't win because as they, great as Dame is, Dame cannot be your best player on the championship level team. He cannot, and he's he's, he's amazing. Almost almost what NSFW on here. He's amazing. He is, but he can't. He cannot be your best player on the championship team. You have to have a wing. You need a wing that is. They they need, they need Jason Tatum with the with with Dame. That's what I've said. People, you know, disagree, whatever. I say they should break it up because yeah. you have two – your starting two guards are under 6'4". They're both under 6'4". That's not going to work, especially when you see, for example, let's just throw the Warriors out there. Dame and CJ are going to struggle guarding a 6'7 clay. Yeah. When they had KD there, you get switched on that. What's happening with that? I, I think there's a way you could, you could, you could cheat the system too, like what I'm saying. Like it's not it's – not, it's not like it's a simple math equation where the answer is always the same. You could go get McCall Bridges in a in a dream world and throw him and and somehow keep McCollum there. You got McCall Bridges, Dame, and CJ. You're rocking now. Now you now you're cooking with some gas. 
But the, either way, it's an upgrade because you need a guy. You need a wing. Def- you need a guy on the wing who can play D on some of the best wings in the league. Because most of these teams are on these teams that are competing for a championship, like the Bucks, the Nets, the, the Lakers. Right, regardless of what they're looking like right now, they got these wings that are gonna that are gonna not only get a bunch of buckets, create for their teammates, and defend the other team's best player too. Like Bron in crunch time will do that on Kawhi. Will do that on these other guys. Like that's what's gonna happen. So. If you don't have that, if you have Robert Covington starting for you, you are in a lot of trouble. You're not going to win. You're not going to like. That's why they can't beat this team. This Denver, they should beat this Denver team. They they probably won't, and it won't be Dame's fault. But it's just the way yeah, it is. The, the guard play. They obviously have the you know the hands up on that with Dame and CJ over Austin Rivers and Compazzo. But in regards of the wing play, in regards of they didn't they didn't like it when. I think it was Chuck. No, Kendrick Perkins, you know, called out Nurk and said he's like the worst defensive big in the NBA. He don't like it, but honestly, like it's true. He's not one of the best. You can't put him in, and that he's a bucket. But we've never ever associated Nurkic with defense. Miles, before we transition, do you think you can win a championship with Tatum being a number one guy, Tatum or Brown? You can. It just depends on the team that's surrounded them. Like, I feel like Brogdon would be a better fit on this team than, say, a Kemba. Because he knows how to play his role. He's not going to try to do too much, and he doesn't need the ball as much as Kemba does. Because ever since he's been playing, since he was young, he's been the guy. So now that you're in Boston, you have to defer to Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Jason Tatum, he could honestly be a top five player in the next couple of years if he keeps going at it the way he is. Maybe a little more defense on his end, but he's on his way. So I think, yeah, if you surround him with some pieces, you got it right there. But I don't know what they they can do right now to, to fix things. They have some good pieces, though, like Rob Williams, definitely a good Good pickup for them. He need to stay healthy. They have a bunch of pieces because that's all they've done is stockpile pieces from the Nets over years and never taking advantage of the fact that they got all these pieces. They All they have is pieces. Now it's too late. I don't even know what you do to get better. And maybe you get involved in some kind of C.J. McCollum trade and you give Jalen Brown up for C.J. McCollum just to shake yourself up. Maybe that's what you do. But Jalen Brown's a very good player. If Jalen Brown go play with Dame, it, it could get kind of crazy. So – I, I don't know what you do. It's very hard. And also, you got to think about the fact that, hey, if I go get a guy, does he want to stay here? If I'm Brad Stevens, I don't worry about that. I live with the results because you need to win something. You don't win something. Those fans are itching up there. Those fans are arrogant. Those fans expect to win something. And if you don't get anything done, your fate will be the same as Danny Ainge's. But also, I mean, look, Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge they, they let him. They fired him, but they fired him in the way that, like I said, like <laughs> – he left, you know, to be closer with his family. He wanted to spend more time with his family. It was one of those type of mm, situations. Yeah, yeah. We we Wait, know the what about the rumors about him going to Utah next, anyways. And I don't think that's. <sighs> Miles laughing. Miles laughing. <laughs> Miles, Miles don't want to take it there. He he's going to Utah next, right? So he was in uh he was in Phoenix, Utah. Uh, Phoenix. He could potentially be in Utah, and he's with Boston. It's, let's just say. Let's just say he ends up in Utah. With, how does that work with, with D-Wade? D-Wade's not coming in there and shaking stuff up like that. I'm saying. What, what, isn't I'm that saying a, a part owner? But I'm saying in this regard, right? So we've alluded to there being racial tension and racial issues with Danny Ainge. 
and the owner, the majority owner, wants D-Wade involved in decision-making. I can't see if we boys and you like, I want you involved. You don't hire Danny Ainge. I think they, they, they brought D-Wade on to make the or make Utah look more of a, like a sexy a destination. They can bring Danny D-Wade to a free agent meeting and, and, and say, hey, come play for us. I'm D-Wade. And, and then this generation respect D-Wade. They have the highest respect for him, right? It's like, like so, so yeah. It's it's not a bad decision or anything like that. And they gave him a stake in the franchise to come do that to be an advert to be an ambassador for the franchise. But at the end of the day, D Wade is not shaking the Mormons. D Wade <laughs> is not D Wade is not changing the fact that they got a bunch of Mormons sitting up there <laughs> talking crazy to black athletes when you go play in Utah, and, and no one in their right mind, as much as they love D Wade. Is gonna go. Is gonna go play for the Jazz. You want to know why no one's gonna go play for the Jazz? Because D Wade wouldn't have gone to play for the Jazz if Kobe was working in the front office, or if Michael Jordan, if Michael Jordan was working in the front office. Guess what? Michael Jordan is is working in the front office in in, in Charlotte. Guess what they haven't done? Gotten a big free agent. So I don't even want to hear it. The biggest free agent signing that Jordan's made is is Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward. And okay. to, to mention that Gordon Hayward, right? So Charlotte is becoming, you know very much with real estate and being a city that's being built up starting to really be kind of like Atlanta in regards of like, it's kind of like a Wakanda and they can't get a black it, athlete to come there. And it's Michael Jordan there. But North Carolina, yo, it's just so crazy how much politics and all stuff ties together. Isn't North Carolina a big, like white evangelical, like state, huge white evangelical population down there, right? Yeah, but this is the, the, the other thing, though. Like, you feel me? Where is the best population is the best places where you would want to go and you want to live as being black aren't really destinations still at the same time. Atlanta, nobody's really going to go sign there. Lou like, Will at first was thinking about retirement, getting traded to go there. You, you mentioned maybe Dallas. That's not really a destination for our for black athletes Miami that's really because of the nightlife but you you feel me like we're the chocolate cities and the most affluent places that a black person would want to live I think aren't actually destinations. the most liberal cities in America where black athletes wouldn't mind playing I think Atlanta could potentially be a place that a, a player says all right fine I'll go over there and play with Trey and play with Capella but it's the most liberal cities in the country so if you're in Boston you're screwed if you're in Utah you're especially screwed like, there's no chance. There's an Oklahoma City. Forget about it. Forget about they it. They need to put a team back in Seattle. They, they need do. To get, they Seattle need to get that team. Fly. They need to get that team out of OKC. That's not. Um, they going. They have to build through the draft because nobody is willingly going to OKC. You're gonna have to literally. It's gonna, it's gonna have to be like. Move. It's gonna have to be like slavery. They're gonna have to put them on a boat. <laughs> tie them to the boat. And drop them off at the OKC Arena. Was it Chesapeake Bay? You you don't think that Sam Presti knows that when he goes out and gets 50 first-round picks for the next three years? Sam Presti, he knows about He's about to trap one of these these young black athletes coming out of this school. He's trying to trap Cade Cunningham this year. He's trying to trap. He he knows the vibe. Yeah, he knows. He's not getting getting nobody. He's trying to trap Ronnie Bates in a couple years. He's trying to trap Bronny. They know what they're doing. Like, they... They know what they're doing, bro. They know what the situation is. They know how much that this the socioeconomics and the politics factor in the sports, yo. I be telling people, I said this in the podcast multiple, multiple times. You could talk, you could, you could turn any conversation into a race conversation. Any conversation, because it always intertwines. Almost always. 
transitioning perfect to the cap or facts. Speaking of race, Stephen A came out, went on a whole rant, went off screen, saying that NBA players do not speak up for black coaches. Is this cap or facts? I don't think he's wrong in saying that. I just don't like the messenger. <laughs> I don't like the me- I don't like the messenger. I don't think he's wrong. I just don't like the messenger. That's all. I agree. I was watching it, and I'm like, Stephen A. Sometimes is right. It's just that it's Stephen A. Because I think Stephen A. Plays both sides of the coin, which is something else we'll we'll talk about. <laughs> I think he plays both sides of the coin, so it's like. He's right in saying this, but it's like it's Stephen A. Now you want to be now you want to be Quinta Kente now. All of a sudden, he gets to pick and choose when he gets to when he gets to be all for the cause and all that stuff and criticize other people for not being for the cause. Like I don't want is he is is Stephen A. Smith considered some kind of trailblazer of social justice? I hell no, he's not. Hell no, he's not. So him saying that makes 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 look. <laughs> Everything he does is so clearly for attention and ratings for that show is not even funny, bro. And it's fine. Like I, I, I just think it's disingenuous. Like it's fine. Yo, just you, you have, you have catered to white people to make your money for the longest time. That's so. Yo, fine. Make your bread. Be successful. Set up generational wealth. That's fine. But don't do this. Don't, don't do this. Like he, don't turn around and pick and choose. And it, the thing, shoot, forget. We going on to the next one because don't act like. But don't act like you're gonna. You could risk. Don't act like you're willing to risk it all for this. For, for social because you're not because you're not you're not you're not even like like the kids say you're not even like that you're not even like that <laughs> per i just cap of facts these first two ones just gonna be on Stephen a because Kwame brown came out and said Stephen a was a hypocrite for supporting naomi osaka for men, her mental health but not the black male athlete cap or facts I, i'm gonna say facts that's why i was like it kind of was intertwined both of these because in his rent, he's attacked. He's mentioning LeBron James. He mentioned names. Huh? He he mentioned names. You feel me? And he's going after the black male athlete. Why aren't y'all speaking up? It's facts. I haven't heard you know LeBron vouch for a black coach or anything like that. But it's just like I heard Dame. it's kind. I've heard Dame. Yes. Yeah. It's just like you are all in support for Naomi Osaka. Had the jacket on with the fist on it and everything. But the black male athlete, which is kind of the trend in America in general to attack black males, black females also. But Stephen A, it seems like his calling card is to attack the black male athlete. And Kwame Brown was saying, he was like, yo, he's gone after Katie, Kyrie, Marshawn Lynch, Russ, and he's all attacked them at one point saying they were mentally weak. How do you then support Naomi Osaka for her mental health. You know why? You know why he didn't go after Naomi Osaka, bro. You know why he didn't go after Naomi Osaka. You know, we come on. You know exactly why. I know exactly why. I'm saying I agree with Kwame Brown. This is very he's hypocr- right. He's right. Very hypocritical. He's absolutely he's of course hypocritical, but you know why he's doing this. Because he knows that he does he does not want the the American black woman not on his side, bro. You 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 want to talk about scorched earth, bro? That is bad and he does not want that he don't want them problems he knows that that's why he knows that he doesn't want that demographic against them which is why he won't go against now or go after naomi osaka also i think he also doesn't want to get tied up into the whole gender piece of it too 
he's very sensitive about, about talking about women in a certain way. He's very, you, you watch him enough. He never, you, he's very careful what he, what he says about women. He does not say anything bad about women because he doesn't want them problems. You don't want to be putting that in that, in that situation where he has to deal with that, that being called a misogynist or whatever. Like, you're not trying to be there. Miles, your take on everything Stephen A right now, Naomi Osaka, him calling out players for not speaking up or for black coaches, like, What's your takes on everything with Stephen A? Honestly, I don't know. Like, Stephen A, he's – I mean, it's always been like this, so it's not like – Something new. It's not something new. But now it's coming to the forefront because now we're focused on mental health. But at the same time, he's been attacking Kwame Brown for years. And you don't know what that can do to a man's headspace yeah. and – and now he's starting to lash out at people because of all the constant people berating him on, on talk shows and disrespecting his name. So I don't know. I don't watch that show anymore, first take, but yeah, he's <laughs> I don't have time to watch I don't have time to watch the show anymore. I'm happy I don't. <laughs> I just I yeah. see the clips and that that's where I get it. I don't be watching it either. Next one, cap or facts, and then we'll transition to the next couple topics. The shortened offseason has caused the injuries and struggles for both the Lakers and the Heat. Cap or facts? Facts. Big facts. I say facts for the Lakers, not for Miami. I think Miami too. (laughs) Yo, you ready to kill Miami. Yo, I don't think Miami is, is, is a sweep. I don't think the distance between the Bucks and Miami a year out is, is worth a sweep. I don't, I don't think Drew Holiday makes that much of a difference. Is Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday Michael Jordan or something? <laughs> I think they no. still lose a series regardless. Okay, yes, but but yes, but I think it'd be like a six. I was yo, I seven game series was more in line with, with with what was supposed to happen than what actually happened. Like, yo, if you if you lost, let's say you're the Knicks from last year, not to make fun of the Knicks, I could pick any team. But let's say you're the Knicks. Any <laughs> <laughs> not any team. But if, let's say you're the Knicks and you didn't make the playoffs last year. You didn't play basketball for almost 10 months straight. And, and you played and now you're fresh. You don't think it's a – yo, don't think for a second it's a coincidence the Knicks had a great year this year. I'm not belittling their season. They had an amazing season. But don't think for a second that the rest did not help the guys that were already on that roster. Don't think it didn't matter. Of course it did. You play, you play 82 games, high-intensity basketball, almost every other night of the, of, of the year, of the season, and you get 10 months off. Usually that break is much smaller. The break is usually, five, what is it, four or five months, five months? Yeah. It's, yo, that's huge. Braun being 36 and, and, and getting five months. Jimmy Butler was injured last year. He was not 100%. He, he has stuff he has to deal with right now. The, the Lakers and then AD, same thing. Like, the the NBA rewarded basically rewarded teams that were not good and didn't make the playoffs last year by giving them a long break and because of the bread they needed that money coming in yeah, they had they they, they they expedited the process and now and now in return it doesn't bite you in the regular season it bites you in the playoffs because now you're some of the best teams in the NBA they're struggling here it's the end of, it's, they're having a hard time getting to the finish line guys need to stay healthy it's hard so the Lakers Lakers fans shouldn't. Look at this this roster. Look, we, we can talk. We're gonna talk about, I'm sure we're gonna talk about the Lakers, and that's fine. And we can do that a little later. But Lakers fans shouldn't look at this roster and be like disgusted 
because this is a this is an exact this is a chain reaction. Every reaction has a reaction. You you spread up the, you spread up their process. Braun was upset with the, the shortened off season. I'm sure the heat, the heat were too. They were put at a great disadvantage from the beginning of the season. So yes, of course it matters. Of course that's that's a big reason they're down three two to the Suns right now. I, the Suns are not better than the Lakers. Y'all. This is going to be a rare example if they win tonight or win Game Seven. The Suns do. The better team in the playoffs didn't win. They're they're not better. I think alluding to that though with how we're seeing the Lakers play and that tweet of zero points from five players combined. Maybe just maybe outside of LeBron, they might have a better overall team and are deeper. I think that's something that we have to, yes, I was using complete hyperbole, throwing the heat under the bus because I just couldn't stand that they was talking all year, talking about, yeah, we just got to get healthy and we're going to win. I just couldn't stand it. Just shut up. Just just deal with it. I'd rather them like, yo, we're tired. We're dealing with injuries, as you alluded to. We got a shortened off season. Don't talk all this talk, the heat culture, and you'll, we'll be back. No, y'all won't. Next year, maybe I'll try again. The Lakers, though, how the team is currently constructed versus the Suns. I think we have to literally start looking at that conversation. Like, yo, the Suns are just a deeper team than LA. I'm not, you so, yeah, you're, you're, you're 100% right. But my thing is, I don't think it's ever been about it, it, that matters. That matters. A lot, a lot of good deep teams have been here. The Utah Jazz are deep. They're not going to win nothing. Like, it, it's not, it, it, and, and, and the NBA specifically, it is about your star players, star versus stars versus stars. That's why I'm taking the Nets over the Bucks. It's not because I'm a Nets fan. It's because I am trusting KD, Kyrie, and I'm taking. <laughs> and he don't pick the Bucks out of spite. That's the worst part about it. He don't pick the Bucks out of spite. And I'm not even going there. Hold on, hold on. I'm not, no, I'm not even here for none of that. Yo, the the let's not even do that. You can get me hot right now. But the um no, like start star to star, star to star comparison. I'm taking Bron and AD every day of the week over CP3 and Book, and that. It's going to win you a series if these guys are right and things are going well, but these guys aren't right. And then now, of course, now you can tell how deep it is. Now that's, what, now, now that's when how deep you are as a team matters because Chris Paul has not played great in this series. He's been injured. But because they're deep and because AD's been in and out and Bron is still trying to find his footing after the injury, he just still is, yeah, you can take advantage of that. Now, the, now how deep your roster comes into play, how deep your roster is comes into play more now than ever before. So. No, under normal circumstances, your stars when you NBA when you playoff series. That's why you get the stars. That's why then look, if the if the Lakers get bounced, bro, Nets in five to the finals, bro. We're going, we're Nets, we're going to the Nets gonna get the East, the gauntlet, yeah, and they're gonna win championship. Yo, if the Lakers lose this series, I go as far as saying Nets in two, because ain't nobody in the West messing with Brooklyn. But you see how this thing you see, you see what you're saying though. You're you're on the same page as me. You understand the best possible, the best two teams in the NBA, the Lakers and the Nets. That's the finals that is most indicative of how this, this whole thing is going to play out. The two best teams in the NBA are the Lakers and the Nets. That's how it's supposed to work. But it won't work out that way because of circumstances, because of injury, because of the shortened offseason. That's, that's, that's having an effect. That's having an effect. Phoenix is a better team than L.A. As currently constructed... Yes. They're deeper. CP3 has an impact. Even if he's not scoring, he, he has an impact. Devin Booker, superstar right now. Mm. 
And Aiden. Aiden's been giving them good minutes yeah. the whole series. Aiden shooting like 97%, averaging 26 boards a game. Not to mention Jay no. Crowder bringing the toughness. Mikel Jay Bridges Crowder was doing- one of 20 from three before last, through last game. I don't want to hear nothing about no Jay Crowder bum ass. Hey, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, no, yo, for real, Miles. I said his toughness. The, I didn't say his shot. The Lakers are, the Lakers are definitely the better team than the Suns, bro. Look, I, I, you were talking about how deep they are, but bro, the, 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 in the playoffs, your, 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 your rotation shrink. The Lakers seven deep. When you factor in LeBron and AD affected that on that team, like I don't see any team better than the Lakers. I don't even think the Nets are necessarily better than the Lakers because the defense they play. If LeBron and AD are good and they're right and things yes. are flying, I'm I, I've been choosing the Lakers all year. I've been choosing the Lakers all Yo, year. I think the thing though, when you look at this series, because just looking at it right now, currently constructed, as Miles said, this is where deeper becomes better though because. 80, this goes back to the trade when you got 80. And um, some people mentioned this, some people alluded to it. You got rid of your deepness for that team. So with that being the case, let's say, for example purposes, they still had a Julius Randle there or they still had a B.I. still there. You can have in a series like this, 80 be in and out, and it still wouldn't be a problem. I don't think... When you have players like Kuz, when you have players like THT, who's good, but he hasn't had real heavy playoff time. You got players like Schroeder, who played for OKC last year, and who took a lot of that pressure off from CP3. He wasn't the starting point guard on a championship contender team. This is where that kind of hurts the Lakers. And this is where it is facts. The short and offseason hurts them. Because they can't afford to have any injuries. Everything has to literally run smoothly, even if they get out the series. You can't have another series, let's say the finals, because after this, I don't see any team really, this is their best threat right now, right? Oh, the Suns, the, the, the yeah. This no, is, no, I, they, that's also another thing. They, they also, got, they also play, are playing the best team in the West outside of themselves. Exactly. In the first round. When it comes to the finals, though, and they get there. Let's say they get there. They can't afford one game where AD now is injured. You can't afford a game where Kuz is giving you three points on one of 12 shooting. You can't afford a game where Dennis Schroeder has zero. You can't afford that. And that's where it's scary for the Lakers because it, it, literally everything has to be clicking on all cylinders. Because if they make it to the finals, they see Brooklyn. Scary hours, bro. I mean, it, Scary it, it, hours. No. Because if I'm you, we were on the same page. I think Lakers can beat Brooklyn if Lakers are completely healthy. But the thing is, who knows if they're going to be completely healthy at that time? No, you're right. You can't bank on that. I'm just saying, first of all, you're right. I, I, I'm going to put a pin in on that. I'm going I'm to move on. All I'll say to you is, and, and it, Miles, whatever you got, you, you come, you, you, you let you, you, know, you come with it. <laughs> but my thing is, like with the with the Lakers. Dennis Schroeder, what was he thinking about not signing that deal? What, what were these guys doing to get to get zero points in a, in, a, in a pivotal game five? To get zero points between KCP, Dennis Schroeder, Caruso got Z, Caruso didn't even get a layup at the basket. That game was an aberration. You got Suns fans 
freaking out. I didn't even know the Suns fans existed, by the way. I didn't know that was a thing. But you got, you know, Suns fans. And I think I think it's really just Bron haters. But you got Bron haters and people like that freaking out and going crazy and all that. But, like, yo, like, what happened last night isn't about to happen tonight. There's just no way in hell the Lakers lose tonight. There's no way in hell. I think the Lakers win the series in seven. I, I don't think they're going to lose it. The if series. they do lose tonight, which I think is more possible than you think, it won't be as bad as that game. I'll say that. There's no freaking way to lose tonight. I'm sorry. I'm a Lakers fan. I'm going to keep it a stack with you because. Yeah, I just don't think Bron lets y'all lose tonight. I'm sorry. I believe I'm, in Bron. I'm never betting against Bron. But I'm thinking it's not. You're saying no way in, no way in heck that they lose tonight. I think it's, it's a possibility. That's a, I think it's a possibility out there because the thing with I'm never betting against Bron. I don't care if he's 40. I'm not betting against Bron. Miles has said this. I have said this. The huge X factor for tonight, We don't, which AD are we getting? You're going to get an aggressive AD tonight. He could be aggressive, but we've seen aggressive in his 5 for 18. Now you're going to get a good AD tonight. Come on. I think you're going to get a good AD tonight. Bro. But does he make it through the whole game tonight? If he plays 75% of the game, is all you need. I don't know. I think so because I think I think Bron. I think if Bron, you have Bron pedal to the metal too tonight too. Like I, I don't, I don't look. I really don't see them losing, Bron. I, I, I've seen you, but there is no better player in NBA history than back against the wall, LeBron James, bro. There's I no com- better player in NBA history, bro. I completely agree. The thing is though, the help is he gonna get any help? Yeah, I think so. Yo, yo. If those guys don't go out there and do do what they did last game and get zero points between all of them again, or less than ten between all three of them, bro, fire them all, fire them all, and no one should bring them onto their. T- they should never play in the NBA again. That doesn't happen, yo. That doesn't happen. You know how rare that is? I've never I heard of no. Sh- I, yo, <laughs> I've never heard of nothing like that in my life. I almost knocked the mic over. I've never heard of nothing like that in my life. Professional basketball players. Between three of them getting zero points in a game, bro, that's nah. There's, there's no. There, I'm telling you, the Lakers are gonna win. I think the Lakers winning tonight. Lakers winning on the Lakers winning on what? Will it be a Sunday or Saturday game? Today's, uh, today's Thursday, Saturday game. Saturday game seven. Saturday. My God. Okay, Saturday game seven. The Lakers are gonna win too. I think they'll win both games. We'll have to see. I, I think they'll win tonight. I'm just saying it's a possibility that they actually, they might lose because, I. As a Lakers fan, I just don't know which AD we're going to get because we need an AD that's one. Uh, of course, going to be aggressive, but DeAndre Ayton can't get 15, 16 rebounds tonight and that's go it. eight for nine. Oh, oh, and by the way, this, this, the Lakers, <laughs> they, don't, they don't listen to this podcast. No one's listening to this podcast that like, that's going to be able to actually have an effect on the game tonight. But stop, stop, stop running your Drummond and, and Gasol out there. And if you're going to run it, either one of them out there, run Gasol out there. Don't run Drummond. Run Gasol's better. Clearly, he's a better basketball player right now. I'm better for the team, better for the offense. But live and die by 80 at the five. Start your roster tonight, have 80 at your five, and live and die by because 80 will, was 80 on a hurt groin is better than Drummond and 50 times better than Drummond and, and, and Gasol in pick and roll defense because campaigns do whatever he wants in pick and, and, and pick and roll defense. And yo, there's an answer for it though. Start 80 at the five. 80 got to stop being a. 80 get me mad, bro. 80 got to stop. Cause eighty over here making demands, talking about he he wants to play, he wants to um, he wants to uh, what's it called? <laughs> I can't, I can't. Yeah, eighty wants to play the play the four and all that stuff. He wants to have yeah. the choice. It doesn't matter. No, yeah. you want to win a championship, do what you gotta do. You play the five, play even, the five. 
alluded to that even with them winning last year. I don't know if you remember he he alluded to that he mentioned that like yeah yeah we won. I didn't really want to play the pod, but I had to buy into the system, bruh. That that type of stuff it just blows. It drives my you mind. crazy. Like, you won the championship, and you like I I didn't really want to play the five, but you know I, I bought in. Why why even mention that? Yeah. Like to fact the fact that he he had his interview. We're going to transition to the teams that got out the first round. That we're going to talk about their season grades and you know what grade we give them and where do they go from here and things of that nature. But something that AD <laughs> said. I think it was this series, the 34-point game. Maybe it was game two. He said, yeah, you know, I'm at this point where LeBron doesn't have to talk to me anymore. You know, I just come out and handle business. I think LeBron still got to talk to him. <laughs> if, he's still, if he's still having a conversation, I'm like, I don't really want to play that five. Do you want to win? Maybe. Do, do you want to win? Like, the fact that if that is still a conversation – that's like a ch- like your child telling you, ah, I don't want to eat vegetables. No, you need to eat vegetables. It's gonna help you grow. That ass. You a father, so you you know you, you've had those conversations. Like, bro, I'm telling you this for your good. You need to play the fob because it's gonna help us win a championship. You at the fob is a matchup nightmare for everybody in the league, and it helps us on defense because uh we gave away Dwight Howard and Javale McGee and signed Gasol and Drummond who suck. And pick and roll defense. So you need to play the pick and roll defense and do what is exactly needed to help us win. And AD can guard everybody on the floor too. He can slide his feet with the guards too. Most guards in the league, he can slide his feet with. Like it, it it's it, yo, just I don't want to. I better not see John on the floor to start the game tonight. And it'd be I, I blame Vogel as much as I blame Anthony Davis. I better not see Drummond. I better not see Gasol out there starting the game. Yo, stop being cute. Get to what's effective. You're gonna kill. T- you're gonna kill the Suns if you play AD at the five. They will beat the Suns handily tonight if AD plays a five and is moderately close to himself. I promise you, they're better than them. I'm telling you. But can I just say this? The funniest nickname is that street clothes nickname that Charles Barkley gave AD. <sighs> oh, he's crazy. That that right there. <laughs> Yo, Chuck is one funny dude, bro. Oh man, that. Yeah, AD is one of the most frustrating, talented players, and I was probably one of the few Lakers fans. Shout out to my man, Kevin Zabala. I think we was the few, maybe two of the only Lakers fans that when they got AD was like, "Eh, eh, okay, okay, we got AD. I wasn't, oh my gosh, Anthony Davis. Thinking big picture, I don't see – Anthony Davis being, you know, one of the top like big men in Lakers history that couldn't lead a team by himself once LeBron retires. So we'll we'll see what happens tonight, man. We'll we'll see what happens tonight. All right, man. So we we got a recap. A couple teams have been kicked out this first round. They are booking their vacation, shipping their cars back to their house. They're going out, you know, the wives and the Baby mamas and the side pieces are booking the vacations. The Airbnbs are being booked right now. The kids are, you know, booking where they're going to stay and getting ready to take photos and things of that nature, doing TikTok and Cancun. So we're going to talk about how the season went for these five teams that are no longer in the playoffs. Start off with Boston. 
what grade would you give the Boston Celtics? They ended off 36 and 36. They was a playing team to get into the playoffs. Three big key players. Their best players probably this season was Tatum, Brown, Marcus Smart. They lost to Brooklyn 4-1. What would you give them for a grade this season? Like a C, C minus. It's definitely not what Boston fans expected this year coming in. They thought possibly a top four seed, maybe top three. But with injuries, you know, Kemba's been in and out with the knee injury and Tatum was out for a little while and then Jalen Brown didn't even finish the season. It's tough to really crap on them about that. Like injuries happen, but a lot was expected of this team. Like Jason Tatum took that next step, but you need a point guard out there to help facilitate things. And Kemba's just not that point guard. So you take a hit there. Like you, I'd almost rather Marcus Smart run the point for this team because he knows what to do more so than Kemba. He, he I feel like he's more impactful for this team than, mm-hmm. than Kemba is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely more impactful. The thing is with how this team is set up, you need a point guard that's going to be able to get Tatum and Brown easier shots. Mm-hmm. Throw back that um, game winner Tatum had over Giannis. That great shot. Per- yeah, game winner. That was a difficult shot. That was luck. Oh, I – I completely agree, but that was a super difficult shot. If you had, for example, just throwing a name out there, he won't come there and he doesn't show up to the playoffs anyway at this point in his career. Ray John Rondo, for example, when he was in Boston, he set up Ray Allen got easy shots. Paul Pierce got easy shots. KG got easy shots. You need a point guard like that that's going to make it easier for Tatum and Brown because, of course, they could get their own bucket, but at times, if you could get them – 10 to 15 points a night, easy, open shots, uncontested. That's what they need. I'm on the same page as Miles. I gave them a C minus, up and down all year. Injuries, of course, but I give them that C minus at least because they was at least able to get give one win in the playoffs. They didn't get swept, which we'll talk about Miami. They agree. They agree. Um, what grade did you give Boston this year? D plus. D plus, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, D plus. What you mean? That that team, they def they thought they could win. They thought they were gonna they 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 didn't see themselves as a team that's gonna get knocked out in the first round. And they 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 thought they were in a championship window, quote unquote. That's why they thought with Kemba Walker and and look, the injuries you can't hold it against them, but I can hold I can hold you I can hold it against you that you had unrealistic ex- expectations of this team. I could do that. So D plus. Yeah, no, nah, I don't even care if they was healthy. Kimba does not put them in the championship conversation. I thought that they would be just in the conversation of the top three, four team because I believed in Tatum and Brown being that good. But I knew at the end of the day, I don't think as their team currently constructed was better than Milwaukee. They were better than obviously Brooklyn. I so finals expectations was. They was drunk over there. Danny Ainge was drinking the beer before coming into the, to work because there's no way that this team was a championship team. Washington Wizards, playing team also. They made the playoffs, finished 34-38. and 38. Top players, I guess you would say for them, obviously Russ Bill, maybe throw in Hachimara as another 
option as one of their best players so far this season. They lost to Philly 4-1. They were able to get a game. What grade would you give Washington? I'd give him a B just because, you know, Westbrook didn't start off the season well. You know, banged up, had to sit out a month to recover. Then Beal trying to do everything himself. He can't on this team. Like, he tried it when John Wall was out. And he put up a lot of points, but they they won every three weeks. So I, I give him a B because they were able to fight back and, and get into the playoffs and be that eighth seed. But I I always saw them as a – they didn't really know what they wanted to do. They traded for Westbrook because they wanted to maybe make a run at it, but they were more of a, a rebuilding team than a contender for sure. So – for them to be able to max out Westbrook and Bradley Beal and, I mean, besides Hachimura, I can't really name anybody else on this team. So for them to even win a game in the playoffs, it bumps them up to a B. So, What grade would you give them? I guess a B. I guess a B. I'm just really underwhelmed with them overall. I'm, I'm, under, I'm under. I think Bradley Beal's out of there. Uh, Westbrook's out of Westbrook is out of there one way or another. Um, eventually, I, I, he averaged a triple double, and they're gonna try to buy him out of his contract. Just watch; they're gonna do him dirty. It's not gonna end well. Uh, seven of he he had too many games. He has so many games where he goes like three of twenty or seven of twenty. What is with his shooting numbers? I can tell you what it is, but like I, I'll, I'll pose the question to the listeners: like, what what is wrong with this guy's shooting numbers? Like, me and Miles were talking about this before the show. Like, as much as a fan. I am of Russell Westbrook and his heart and his grind and how hard he plays, which nobody I don't think in the league plays harder than Russ. It's hard to defend 20 points, 15 rebounds, 14 assists, six turnovers, and seven for 22. You were worse than you were. The, the rebounds and assists almost don't matter. He's canceling himself out. They almost don't matter at that point. Seven for twenty-two. That, that's that's bad. Russ, Russ is like it's like Russ. It's like Russ starts shooting the ball, and then he goes, "Ah, oh, damn! I'm not gonna. Make, I'm not making anything. All right, cool. I'm gonna, let me go get some rebounds and assists to, to make myself look good." Like, bro, like what? Come on, bro. Seven to twenty as a professional, yo, bro. And it's too often. It's too often that he is. He he has to go. He not, I don't think he's gonna be more efficient. He's not gonna refine his game at this point. He is what he is. But it's it's been fun to watch him because he played hard as hell. I don't want to talk bad about him either. But I, I give them a C plus. I want to give them a B. See, there you go. I don't even want to see. I didn't even want to do give them a B. I got to give them a B because I felt like Miles got to win. They, <laughs> they got one win in the playoffs. So kudos to them for doing that. Be able to get one win. Before you trend, before you know mention the other team, just a quick, quick question. Do you think Philly's in trouble with Embiid having yet another injury? Yes. Because yeah. Ben Simmons, he's not that type of player that can you know, carry the load for what they're missing with Embiid. And who are they going to rely on with, without – who is their go-to guy when Embiid's out? Seth Curry. Yo. Yo. Either way, it might as well be – it might as well be – it's him and Tobias. Tobias is a, is, a, is a very nice player. He's a very nice player. Very nice guy. Do you think they still get out this second round? Yes, they're playing Atlanta, right? Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're gonna put and the, bead healthy or not. They get out this. They're they gonna get put, out the second round. They're gonna put their paws on them. I think I think Atlanta's give them trouble. I think I think Atlanta's give them some trouble. But can, I'm interested to see if Ben can guard Trey Young. I th- I don't think he can. 
But it's not because I don't, it's not because I don't think Ben can guard him head up. It's because I think they're going to run so many pick and roll action, and so and they're going to really just try to kill him the way they beat the Knicks doing the same thing. I just think that the Sixers are a better team. They have better they have better players, and it'll be it it'll be an interesting series. If it beats out and misses extended period of time, that series could go six seven. Yeah, I still think they'll get through out it. Um, you got Dwight Howard, who hey, he's playing good minutes. Him starting, I don't know, getting major minutes, but I think they get out that round. Grizzlies playing team, they made the playoffs, finished 38 and 34 regular season. Morant, Brooks, Jackson Jr., top players this season, even though Jackson Jr., you know, was out most of the season. They lost 4 1 to the Jazz. I give them a final grade. I give them a B minus. They fought through the injuries all year, still made the playoffs, and especially that game against Golden State, which I didn't pick them to win. I didn't see them winning with how Steph Curry was playing. I I thought it was going to be, again, like last year, playing team, got close, went home. This year, I think it showed growth that they was able to get into this playing game. They beat Steph Curry. They get a win against the number one seed, John Morant, star. Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks mm-hmm. played very well this playoffs, and I think he's a star on the rise. And it's somebody like, hey, you got to look out for Dylan Brooks. Jaron Jackson is just whether he could stay healthy. We know the talent is there, but I'd give them a B minus. They got a bright future. I think this was great for them. It was great experience for their young players to be able to get here. Grayson Allen, all of them. We knew they weren't going to really beat Utah, but I think this is a great experience, playoff experience for them to take into next season. And I think you'll see next season them actually be a seeded team, not a play-in, depending on what happens in the offseason. They should be able to get a sixth or a seventh seed next year. My assessment is the same for them, too. I don't think it's any different. I think, I think the main reason for me, though, if I'll make it simple, is John Morant. When, when, when in, in crunch time, when it was needed, he, he answered the bell every time and he was doing it by knocking down threes, which was a weakness in the game. It shows that he works on, he works on his game. So I'm, I, I think they're really good hands. And John Morant's the kind of guy who will stay in Memphis for his entire career. So they're, they're that this season might as well be an A for them because they weren't going to win a championship anyways. And to have John Morant answer a lot of questions about his game this year, to answer those questions and you know, he's heading in the right direction. I'll give you an A for that because you can build around that. For everything, forget everything else. Like that alone makes your season great. What's your grade for the Moss? I'll give them a B, just because they weren't really expected to do much this year, and for them to make the playoffs, shout out to them. You get to see that, like you said, John Morant's a star, and he's he's backing up his claim. Trying well, trying to back up his claim that he's a top five point guard in the league. Soon though, but not yet. But. You're getting to see that they got pieces on this team. It's just a matter of bringing it all together and maybe bringing some more shooting, some more defense, and and see what you have. This this game, you're giving your young guys a taste of the playoffs, now, uh-huh. and that's going to help them in the long run. So, Miami Heat, F, D plus, F. <laughs> D plus. I think I'll give I'll give them I'll give them a C because at towards the latter because as badly as they started and that's why you know 
they were fighting towards the end. They fought to the end and got into the playoffs, and 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 they put themselves in a pretty good position. I That's guess. Cute. So I, I'll give I'll give them that. I'll give them a C. And I also understand. I'm also factoring in the off season, the shortest the shortest off season of in NBA history, and the, and the reason why they weren't that good. So y'all would give them a break. I don't know why Miles giving them a D for it. I'm not giving. Well, you give him a D. You give him a D. Giving them the, no, you give him an F. That's generous. You give him a, <laughs> a D. Wow. I should give him generous. Wow. Sweet. They got swept. And you can't. You no, mean, you can't get swept. You can't, you get, can't swept. get swept. Look, I don't disagree with you guys that they can't get swept, but I also, I'm also again, I am going to factor in the shortest offseason in NBA history into what are the reason why they weren't that good. This I year. factor that into their regular season. Cool, you're playing team. Now it's playoff time. Y'all got this heat culture. It's Jimmy Butler there. He brings so much energy. He changes the culture. He has players playing hard, and you don't get one game. D plus. D plus. I'd give him an F, but we're going to factor in, okay, you know, they had the shortened offseason. They dealt with injuries all year. Maybe the shortened offseason is the reason why Bam didn't really play well this year. Maybe it's the reason why Tyler Hero was up and down this year. Maybe it's the reason why Jimmy Butler did not do what he was supposed to do in the playoffs. That's exactly why. We'll see what happens next year, and we'll see a full offseason. Hey. I bet they're going to be a lot better next year. Hey. I hope. They have have the time now. They have the time now to rehab and all that, and we'll see what happens. We'll see if this team is even the same team constructed. Jimmy wants big, 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 big dollars. I think he's going to get it. That's the craziest thing. A shame. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's that crazy, bro. Well, I mean, they're not coming off anything. a coming off a sweep. Yeah, it's crazy, but I, I don't I don't think th- it looks crazy anyway. Well, not coming off a sweep, coming off of his series, he shot less than thirty percent. I know the series, and, and you, he you think awful. Do you think he was healthy? I, I've seen Jimmy Butler play well in big games. I don't have questions about him, whether or not he's gonna show up to the big game. So I, I know his health. I don't think that Miami's gonna care about that though. If they can find any way to save money. Hey Jimmy, you ain't play well. So you're gonna pay him fifty million dollars at thirty six years old. I doubt Pat Riley. I don't think he'll get that deal, but he may get something. He'll get something in the neighborhood. That's what I'm. I'm the what he wants. I don't think he's getting yeah. that. Mickey Arison, Pat Riley are not going to sign that deal, as you said. Thirty six years old. You weren't healthy this season. That would be a bad business move on their part to put that much money tied up in Jimmy. When at the end of his contract, he's going to be what, 38, 39 with his extension? I agree. I also just think that you're going to look at the, the Heat a lot differently when they land someone like Bradley Beal. Hopefully they do because Oladipo yeah. and, 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 and Oladipo's not the, the answer there. Was this the last team we were going to go over? No, nah, of course we got we got, we got Mitch and his, the Knicks. We ain't talking about the Knicks yet? Nah, that's the, we were saving the best for last. That's the easiest grade on. Oh, All right, yeah, it is the easiest grade. Okay, fine. Um, but before we leave, I'm just gonna say this, and, and you know what? We can tie the next into this too. Based off these two seasons, who's what's the what's the more appealing destination for for a player, New York or Miami? This is not a hard answer. New York, it's New York. <laughs> How could you say anything else though? It's who New wouldn't York. want to play in front of these fans? This is, it wasn't even full capacity. I, yo, was the, I almost the said. Latest, <laughs> the latest. Don't talk to me about the fans, bro. Don't, yo. Yes, the fans matter. Yes, cool, cute. They they got loud. It was great. It was rocking MSG. Awesome. Yo, what's the better basketball situation for a player to go to, Miami or the Knicks? I mean, we have the most cap space in the NBA in the offseason. So if you want to get friends to come on the banana boat to New York, make moves. 
<laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> I'm picking New York as a better option, man. You're, I think. I, oh my god. I gave them a B plus this year because this this Nick, season Nick's got a big plus, B plus. Yeah, this season you could probably give them an A minus. This season really, I think, has set them up to change the trajectory of New York Knicks basketball for years to come. This season alone. I really think, and I'm on the same page with Woj, they're getting a bigger, they're going to get a big star of coming next season, and then you can forget it. Because we, we saw this series. Julius Randle is, he's Robin. Now, put him with, let's say, a Bradley Bill. They not, the Hawks don't beat them. Of course not, but they don't win a championship either. Yo, if Bradley Bill goes to Miami, there's a chance they win. They, there's a chance they get out the East, yo. But it depends on how much you have to give up to get Bradley Bill. They have more ass. They they had they can they have more assets to give up than the Knicks do. Tell me I'm wrong. No, that I agree with. Nothing, nothing times nothing is nothing. That's the way it works. Zero times zero is zero. So it, it, you know, like there's not much to give up there. There's just not much to give up if you're a Knicks fan. The, the cupboard's already kind of bare. You know, what are you gonna give up, RJ Barrett? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not bare. Yeah, it's kind of bare, bro. How? It's kind of bare. What are your best? Your best asset might be Mitchell Robinson to give up in a trade. We got six first round picks over the next three, four. Okay, years. the first round picks. I didn't take that into consideration. Here's here's what I'll say. Here's here's what I'll say. Here's here's what I'll say. No, yeah, he's no. Here's what I'll say about this, yo. The Knicks, the Knicks get an A for a great season. They had a great season. I sure as hell didn't expect them to be here. So you get an A. I think that's fair. I think the A, you get an A plus, that's whatever you want. A plus, A, whatever you want. I think that's, <laughs> that's what they get. Um, I, I'll, I'll leave it there. I just think that w- it'll be really interesting to see when Brad Beal has a choice between going to the Knicks and going to the going to the Heat where he goes. That's all I'm going to say. Let's, let's just see where he goes. It'll be close. Let's just see where he goes. Greg, you're going to give him New York before we close out. A plus for the regular season and everything leading up, but it drops down to an A minus for the showing in the playoffs. Even though, oh, wait, is it A minus? Are you giving me A minus for the playoff performance, or is that is that all together? Is that cumulative? What are you doing? He's saying it drops. Oh, it drops. okay, it drops to an A minus. You, you had it. You had a ninety eight on the test, and then I found out, hey, you cheated. So now we dropped it down to ninety two or something like. It's just it has to drop because of how they perform. They shouldn't. You shouldn't be dropping them for the playoff performance. You shouldn't factor in the playoff performance. Y'all weren't supposed to be in the playoffs. So the fact that you guys are there, the mere fact you guys are there makes it a plus season. It doesn't make any sense. Why did y'all have expectations of what was going to happen in that series? It makes no sense. The Knicks were not. The Knicks are not. They weren't that good. They weren't that good to where they were going to win that series, and we all know that. Well, if they weren't missing some players, then it would have been a different. Story. No, it would not. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So, Mitchell Robinson doesn't make a big difference. You're not winning the series, with Mitchell Robinson. Are you winning the series? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. So, Mitchell Robinson is 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 the is is the next great center. I just didn't see it. Oh, this oh, is nobody's saying yo. that. But Clint Capella's impact isn't as great if Mitchell Robinson's out there because then you can't cheat on the. He would still he would still have to cheat on the on the on the pick and roll and Trey would still be throwing lobs. Who, it would not be it, it, he would he would affect the game. Who was a lob threat on the Knicks though? So who it, it was tougher for the Knicks to score buckets because yeah you, guys weren't hitting shots and then when they go to the cup nobody's afraid of the lob because Nerlens is banged up. Taj is pushing he's not, forty. He's not dunking. Oh, yeah, he's pushing forty. Mitchell Robinson at his age and his athleticism. Makes a difference automatically. Yo, yeah. no, 
I'll, I'll just, yo, yeah, I think that he would make a difference in the series. Yes, I think he would have added a lot that y'all got some easier baskets with him in the game. But at the same time, you guys didn't have someone like Trey Young who at the, at the end of the game could get a bucket. And that's all that. And the playoffs, su- superstar stars, guys like that are all that matter in the playoffs. It really is. It's the biggest thing. That's what wins series. That's why I'm, that's why I'm betting on Lakers. That's why, that's why I put all my chips on the nets. That's why. So if you want, if you want to, you can say, oh, the series would be more competitive. Richard Robinson, they would have won another game. It would have gone six instead of five. Cool. They are not winning this year's Mitchell Robinson. Unless Mitchell Robinson is is go is doing all that that BS he does in those in his highlight mixtapes and those little in little in little summer workout gyms he be doing. Uh, you see how he works out? He be he be doing a little guard drills. Yeah, we, not even it. drill. He just be dribbling the ball hard we've as seen, hell. We've seen it. Yeah, the BS, right? So don't so unless he's do bringing that out in games and is effective and getting a bucket like that, then no, I'm sorry. Unless Mitchell Robinson, someone completely did, unless Mitchell Robinson's Pat Ewing, yeah. then no, you're not winning that series. I'm sorry. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's I a good think, fun ride. I think we all agree. Next season was successful. Um, playoffs are still going on, but I'm honestly I can't wait to see what happens in the off season with New York, Miami, the Lakers. If they keep this like the off season, this what the Boston Celtics are going to do for head coaching and their roster. This off season is going to be bananas as usual for the NBA. Like. Summertime is going to be, we're going to probably have something to talk about dag near every episode. On our next in-person episode, we will be talking about the NFL and the race Norman and how that came out. We're going to definitely talk about that. That's an in-person episode. We got to talk about that. For all of our listeners, whether you're in America, we've seen we have some listeners in Netherlands. We have some listeners over in Africa. Yo, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Bench Mob Podcast. Follow us there. We're on all streaming platforms. We're on YouTube. Support us. Give us a five-star rating. All the love. But y'all know the vibe. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Bench Mob, we out. Peace. Peace. All right, man. So we we got a recap. A couple teams have been kicked out this first round. They are booking their vacation, shipping their cars back to their house. They're going out, you know, the wives and the baby mamas and the side pieces are booking the vacations. The Airbnbs are being booked right now. The kids are, you know, booking where they're going to stay and getting ready to take photos and things of that nature, doing TikTok and Cancun. So we're going to talk about how the season went for these five teams that are no longer in the playoffs. Start off with Boston. What grade would you give the Boston Celtics? They ended off 36 and 36. They was a playing team to get into the playoffs. Three big key players. Their best players probably this season was Tatum, Brown, Marcus Smart. They lost to Brooklyn 4-1. What would you give them for a grade this season? Like a C, C minus. It's definitely not what Boston fans expected this year coming in. They thought possibly a top four seed, maybe top three. But with injuries, you know, Kemba's been in and out with the knee injury and Tatum was out for a little while and then Jalen Brown didn't even finish the season. It's tough to really crap on them about that. Like injuries happen, but a lot was expected of this team. Like Jason Tatum took that next step, but – you need a point guard out there to help facilitate things. And Kemba's just not that point guard. So 
you take a hit there. Like you, I'd almost rather Marcus Smart run the point for this team because he knows what to do more so than Kemba. He, he, I feel like he's more impactful for this team than, mm-hmm. than Kemba is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely more impactful. The thing is with how this team is set up, you need a point guard that's going to be able to get Tatum and Brown easier shots. Mm-hmm. Throw back that um, game winner Tatum had over Giannis. That great shot. Per- yeah, game winner. That was a difficult shot. That was luck. Oh, I I completely agree. But that was a super difficult shot. If you had, for example, just throwing a name out there, he won't come there and he doesn't show up to the playoffs anyway at this point in his career. Ray John Rondo, for example, when he was in Boston, he set up Ray Allen got easy shots. Paul Pierce got easy shots. KG got easy shots. You need a point guard like that that's going to make it easier for Tatum and Brown because, of course, they could get their own bucket. But at times, if you could get them 10 to 15 points a night, easy, open shots, uncontested, that's what they need. I'm on the same page as Miles. I gave them a C minus up and down all year. Injuries, of course, but I give them that C minus at least because they was at least able to get, get one win in the playoffs. They didn't get swept, which we'll talk about Miami. They agree. <laughs> they agree. <laughs> um, what grade did you give Boston this year? D plus. D plus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, D plus. What you mean? That that team, they def they thought they could win. They thought they were gonna they 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 didn't see themselves as a team that's gonna get knocked out in the first round. And they 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 thought they were in a championship window, quote unquote. That's why they thought with Kemba Walker and and look, the injuries you can't hold it against them, but I can hold I can hold you I can hold it against you that you had unrealistic ex- expectations of this team. I could do that. So D plus. Yeah, no, nah, I don't even care if they was healthy. Kimba does not put them in the championship conversation. I thought that they would be just in the conversation of the top three, four team because I believed in Tatum and Brown being that good. But I knew at the end of the day, I don't think as their team currently constructed was better than Milwaukee. They were better than obviously Brooklyn. I so finals expectations was. They was drunk over there. Danny Ainge was drinking the beer before coming into the, to work because there's no way that this team was a championship team. Washington Wizards, playing team also. They made the playoffs, finished 34-38. and 38. Top players, I guess you would say for them, obviously Russ Bill, maybe throw in Hachimara as another option as one of their best players so far this season. They lost to Philly 4-1. They were able to get a game. What grade would you give – Washington. I give him a B just because, you know, Westbrook didn't start off the season well. You know, banged up, had to sit out a month to recover. Then Beal trying to do everything himself. He can't on this team. Like he tried it when John Wall was out and he put up a lot of points, but they they won every three weeks. So I, I give him a B because they were able to fight back and and get into the playoffs and be that eighth seed, but I I always saw them as a they didn't really know what they wanted to do. They traded for Westbrook because they wanted to maybe make a run at it, but they were more of a, a rebuilding team than a contender for sure. So for them to be able to max out Westbrook and Bradley Beal and I mean, besides Hachimura, I can't really name anybody else on this team. So 
for them to even win a game in the playoffs bumps them up to a B. So, what grade would you give them? I guess a B. I guess a B. I'm just really underwhelmed with them overall. I'm under. I'm under. I think Bradley Beal's out of there. Uh, Westbrook's out of Westbrook is out of there one way or another. Um, eventually, I, I, he averaged a triple double, and they're gonna try to buy him out of his contract. Just watch. They're gonna do him dirty. It's not gonna end well. Uh, seven of he he had too many games. He has so many games where he goes like three of twenty or seven of twenty. What is with his shooting numbers? I can tell you what it is, but like I, I'll, I'll pose the question to the listeners: like, what what is wrong with this guy's shooting numbers? Like, me and Miles were talking about this before the show. Like, as much as a fan. I am of Russell Westbrook and his heart and his grind and how hard he plays, which nobody I don't think in the league plays harder than Russ. It's hard to defend 20 points, 15 rebounds, 14 assists, six turnovers, and seven for 22. You were worse than you were. The, the rebounds and assists almost don't matter. He's canceling himself out. They almost don't matter at that point. Seven for twenty-two. That, that's that's bad. Russ, Russ is like it's like Russ. It's like Russ starts shooting the ball, and then he goes, "Ah, oh, damn! I'm not gonna. Make, I'm not making anything. All right, cool. I'm gonna, let me go get some rebounds and assists to, to make myself look good." Like, bro, like what? Come on, bro. Seven to twenty as a professional, yo, bro. And it's too often. It's too often that he is. He he has to go. He not, I don't think he's gonna be more efficient. He's not gonna refine his game at this point. He is what he is. But it's it's been fun to watch him because he played hard as hell. I don't want to talk bad about him either. But I, I give them a C plus. I want to give them a B. See, there you go. I don't even want to see. I didn't even want to do give them a B. I got to give them a B because I felt like Miles got to win. They, <laughs> they got one win in the playoffs. So kudos to them for doing that. Be able to get one win. Before you trend, before you know mention the other team, just a quick, quick question. Do you think Philly's in trouble with Embiid having yet another injury? Yes. Because yeah. Ben Simmons, he's not that type of player that can you know, carry the load for what they're missing with Embiid. And who are they going to rely on with, without – who is their go-to guy when Embiid's out? Seth Curry. Yo. Yo. Either way, it might as well be – it might as well be – it's him and Tobias. Tobias is a, is, a, is a very nice player. He's a very nice player. Very nice guy. Do you think they still get out this second round? Yes, they're playing Atlanta, right? Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're gonna put and the, bead healthy or not. They get out this. They're they gonna get put, out the second round. They're gonna put their paws on them. I think I think Atlanta's give them trouble. I think I think Atlanta's give them some trouble. But I'm interested to see if Ben can guard Trey Young. I th- I don't think he can. But it's not because I it's not because I don't think Ben can guard him head up. It's because I think they're gonna run so many pick and roll action and so and they're gonna really just try to kill him the way they beat the Knicks doing the same thing. I just think that the Sixers are a better team. They have better they have better players and. It'll be it it'll be an interesting series. If it beats out and misses extended period of time, that series could go six seven. Yeah, I still think they'll get through out it. Um, you got Dwight Howard, who hey, he's playing good minutes. Him starting, I don't know, getting major minutes, but I think they get out that round. Grizzlies playing team, they made the playoffs, finished thirty eight and thirty four regular season. Morant, Brooks, Jackson Jr., top players this season. Even though Jackson Jr., you know, was out most of the season. They lost 4 1 to the Jazz. I give them a final grade. I give them a B minus. They fought through the injuries all year, still made the playoffs, and especially that game against Golden State, which I didn't pick them to win. I didn't see them winning with how Steph Curry was playing. I I thought it was going to be again like last year. Playing team, got close, went home. 
this year I think it showed growth that they was able to get into this playing game. They beat Steph Curry. They get a win against the number one seed, John Morant, star. Dylan Brooks. Mm -hmm. Dylan Brooks Mm -hmm. played very well this playoffs, and I think he's a star on the rise. And it's somebody like, hey, you got to look out for Dylan Brooks. Jaron Jackson is just whether he could stay healthy. We know the talent is there, but I'd give them a B minus. They got a bright future. I think this was great for them. It was great experience for their young players to be able to get here. Grayson Allen, all of them. We knew they weren't going to really beat Utah, but I think this is a great experience, playoff experience for them to take into next season. And I think you'll see next season them actually be a seeded team, not a play-in, depending on what happens in the offseason. They should be able to get a sixth or a seventh seed next year. My assessment's the same for them too. I don't think it's any different. I think the, I, I think the main reason for me though, if I make it simple, is John Morant. When 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 in in crunch time when it was needed, he he answered the bell every time, and he was doing it by knocking down threes, which was a weakness in the game. It shows that he works on he works on his game. So I'm I, I think they are in really good hands. And John Morant's the kind of guy who will stay in Memphis for his entire career. So they're they're that this season might as well be an A for them because they weren't going to win a championship anyways, and. To have John Morant answer a lot of questions about his game this year, to answer those questions, and you know he's heading in the right direction, I'll give you an A for that because you can build around that. For everything, forget everything else. Like that alone makes your season great. What's your grade for the Moss? I'll give them a B just because they weren't really expected to do much this year. And for them to make the playoffs, shout out to them. You get to see that, like you said, John Morant's a star. And he's he's backing up his claim, trying well, trying to back up his claim that he's a top five point guard in the league. Soon though, but not yet. But you're you're getting to see that they got pieces on this team. It's just a matter of bringing it all together and maybe bringing some more shooting, some more defense, and and see what you have. This this game, you're giving your young guys a taste of the playoffs, now, mm-hmm. and, and that's going to help them in the long run. So. Miami Heat. F. D plus. F. D plus. I think I'll give I'll give them I'll give them a C because at towards the latter because as badly as they started and that's why you know they were fighting towards the end they fought to the end and got into the playoffs and 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 they put themselves in a pretty good position I that's guess. Cute. So I, I'll give I'll give them that I'll give them a C and I also understand I'm also factoring in the off season the short the shortest off season of. In NBA history, and the, and the reason why they weren't that good. So, y'all would give them a break. I don't know why Miles giving them a D for it. I'm not. Giving, you give them a D. You give them a D. Giving them the, no, you give them an F. That's generous. You give them a, <laughs> a D. Wow. I should give them generous. an S. Sweet. They got swept. And you can't. You no, and? you can't get swept. You can't, you get, can't swept. get swept. Look, I don't disagree with you guys that they can't get swept, but I also, I'm also again. I am going to factor in the shortest offseason in NBA history into what are the reason why they weren't that good this I year. I factor that into their regular season. Cool. You're a playing team. Now it's playoff time. Y'all got this heat culture. It's Jimmy Butler there. He brings so much energy. He changes the culture. He has players playing hard, and you don't get one game. D plus. D plus. I'd give him an F, but we're going to factor in. Okay, you know, they had the shortened offseason. They dealt with injuries all year. Maybe the short and off season is the reason why Bam didn't really play well this year. Maybe it's the reason why Tyler Hero was up and down this year. Maybe it's the reason why Jimmy Butler did not do what he was supposed to do in the playoffs. That's exactly why. We'll see what happens next year, and we'll see a full off season. Hey. I bet they're going to be a lot better next year. Hey. I hope. 
They they then have <laughs> they have the time now. They have the time now to rehab and all that, and we'll see what happens. We'll see if this team is even the same team constructed. Jimmy wants big, 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 big dollars. I think he's gonna get it. Then. That's the craziest thing. A shame. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's that crazy, bro. Well, I mean, they're not coming off a coming off a sweep. Yeah, it's crazy, but. I don't. I don't think it looks crazy anyway. Well, not coming off a sweep. Coming off of his series, he shot less than thirty percent. I grant him series, and, and you, he you think awful. Do you think he was healthy? I've seen Jimmy Butler play well in big games. I don't have questions about him, whether or not he's gonna show up to the big game. So I, I know his health. I don't think that Miami's gonna care about that though. If they can find any way to save money, hey Jimmy, you ain't play well. So you're gonna pay him fifty million dollars at thirty six years old? I doubt. Pat Riley. I don't think he'll get that deal, but he may get something. He'll get something in the neighborhood. That's what I'm, I'm the what he wants. I don't think he's getting that. Mickey Arison, Pat Riley are not going to sign that deal, as you said. 36 years old. You weren't healthy this season. That would be a bad business move on their part to put that much money tied up in Jimmy when at the end of his contract, he's going to be what, 38, 39 with this extension? I agree. I also just think that you're going to look at the, the Heat a lot differently when they land someone like Bradley Beal. Hopefully they do because Oladipo yeah. and, 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 and Oladipo's not the, the answer there. Was this the last team we were going to go over? No, nah, of course we got we got, we got Mitch and his, the Knicks. We ain't talking about the Knicks yet? Nah, that's the, we were saving the best for last. That's the easiest grade to oh, All right, yeah, it is the easiest grade. Okay, fine. Um. But before we leave, I'm just gonna say this, and, and you know what? We can tie the next into this too. Based off these two seasons, who's what's the what's the more appealing destination for for a player, New York or Miami? This is not a hard answer. New York, it's New York. <laughs> How could you say anything else though? It's who New wouldn't York. want to play in front of these fans? This is, it wasn't even full capacity. I, yo, was the, I almost the said. Latest, <laughs> the latest. Don't talk to me about the fans, bro. Don't, yo. Yes, the fans matter. Yes, cool, cute. They they got loud. It was great. It was rocking MSG. Awesome. Yo, what's the better basketball situation for a player to go to, Miami or the Knicks? I mean, we have the most cap space in the NBA in the offseason. So if you want to get friends to come on the banana boat to New York, make moves. (laughs) This is ridiculous. (laughs) I'm picking New York as a better option, man. You're, I think. I, oh my god! I gave them a B plus this year because this this Nick, season Nick's got a big plus, B plus. Yeah, this season you could probably give them an A minus. This season really, I think, has set them up to change the trajectory of New York Knicks basketball for years to come. This season alone, I really think, and I'm on the same page with Woj. They're getting a bigger. They're going to get a big star, of coming next season, and then you can forget it because we we saw this series. Julius Randle is he's Robin. Now put him with, let's say, a Bradley Bill. They not the Hawks don't beat them. Of course not, but they don't win a championship either. Yo, if Bradley Bill goes to Miami, there's a chance they win. They, there's a chance they get out the East, yo. But it depends on how much you have to give up to get Bradley Bill. They have more ass. They they had they can they have more assets to give up than the Knicks do. Tell me I'm wrong. No, that I agree with. Nothing, nothing times nothing is nothing. That's the way it works. Zero times zero, zero. So, it, it, you know, like there's not much to give up there. There's just not much to give up if you're a Knicks fan. The, the cupboard's already kind of bare. You know, what are you going to give up, R.J. Barrett? Yeah. It's, it's not bare. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of bare, bro. How? It's kind of bare. What are your best? Your best asset might be Mitchell Robinson to give up in a trade. We got six first-round picks. 
over the next three, four. Okay, years. they picked the first round pick. I didn't think that into consideration. Here's here's what I'll say. Here's here's what I'll say. Here's here's what I'll say. No, yeah, he's no. Here's what I'll say about this, yo. The Knicks, the Knicks get a A for a great season. They had a great season. I sure as hell didn't expect them to be here. So you get an A. I think that's fair. I think the A, you get an A plus. That's whatever you want. A plus A, whatever you want. I think that's that's what they get. Um, I, I'll, I'll leave it there. I just think that it'll be real interesting to see when Brad Beal has a choice between going to the Knicks and going to the going to the Heat, where he goes. That's all I'm gonna say. Let's let's just see where he goes. It'll be close. Let's just see where he goes. Greg, you're going to give him New York before we close oh, out. A-plus for the regular season and everything leading up, but it drops down to an A-minus for the showing in the playoffs. Even though... Wait, is it A-minus? Are you giving him A-minus for the playoff performance, or is that is that all together? Is that cumulative? What are you doing? He's saying it drops. Oh, it drops. okay. It drops so to an A-minus. You, you, had a, you had a 98 on the test, and then I found out, hey, you cheated, so now we dropped it down to a 92 or something like it's just it has to drop because of how they perform. They shouldn't. You shouldn't be dropping them for the playoff performance. You shouldn't factor in the playoff performance. Y'all weren't supposed to be in the playoffs. So the fact that you guys are there, the mere fact you guys are there makes it a plus season. It doesn't make any sense. Why did y'all have expectations of what was going to happen in that series? It makes no sense. The Knicks were not. The Knicks are not. They weren't that good. They weren't that good to where they were going to win that series, and we all know that. Well, if they weren't missing some players, then it would have been a different. Story. No, it would not. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So, Mitchell Robinson doesn't make a big difference. You're not winning the series, with Mitchell Robinson. Are you winning the series? Yes. Oh my God! Yes. So, Mitchell Robinson is 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 the is is the next great center. I just didn't see it. Oh, this is oh, insane. Saying yo. That. But Clint Capella's impact isn't as great if Mitchell Robinson's out there, because then you can't cheat on the. He would still he would still have to cheat on the on the on the pick and roll and Trey would still be throwing lobs. Who, it would not be it, it, he would he would affect the game. Who was a lob threat on the Knicks though? So who meant, it, it was tougher for the Knicks to score buckets because yeah you, guys weren't hitting shots and then when they go to the cup nobody's afraid of the lob because Nerlens is banged up. Taj is pushing he's not, forty. He's not dunking. Oh, yeah, he's pushing forty. Mitchell Robinson at his age and his athleticism. Makes a difference automatically. Yo, no, I'll, I'll just yo. Yeah, I think that he would make a difference in the series. Yes, I think he would have added a lot that y'all got some easier baskets with him in the game. But at the same time, you guys didn't have someone like Trey Young who at the, at the end of the game could get a bucket, and that's all that. And the playoffs, su- superstars, stars, guys like that are all that matter in the playoffs. It really is. It's the biggest thing. That's what wins series. That's why I'm. That's why I'm betting on Lakers. That's why. That's why I put all my chips on the Nets. That's why. So. If you want, if you want to, you can say, "Oh, the series be more competitive." Mitchell Robinson, they would have won another game. It would have gone six instead of five. Cool. They are not winning this series, with Mitchell Robinson, unless Mitchell Robinson is is go is doing all that that BS he does in those in his highlight mixtapes and those little in, little in little summer workout gyms he be doing. Uh, he, you see how he works out? He be, he be doing a hell of guard drills. Yeah, we, not even it. drill. He just be dribbling the ball hard we've as seen, hell. We've seen it. Yeah, the BS, right? So don't so unless he's do, bringing that out in games and is effective and getting a bucket like that. Then no, I'm sorry. Unless Mitchell Robinson, someone completely did. unless Mitchell Robinson's Pat Ewing, yeah. then no, you're not winning that series. I'm sorry. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. It's I a good think, fun ride. I think we all agree. The next season was successful. Um playoffs are still going on, but I'm honestly I can't wait to see what happens in the offseason with New York, Miami, the Lakers, if they keep this right like the offseason, this what the Boston Celtics are gonna do for head coaching and their roster. This offseason is going to be bananas as usual for the NBA. Like, 
summertime is going to be, we're going to probably have something to talk about dag near every episode. On our next in-person episode, we will be talking about the NFL and the race Norman and how that came out. We're going to definitely talk about that. That's an in-person episode. We got to talk about that. For all of our listeners, whether you're in America, we've seen we have some listeners in Netherlands. We have some listeners over in Africa. Yo, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Benchmob Podcast. Follow us there. We're on all streaming platforms. We're on YouTube. Support us. Give us a five-star rating. All the love. But y'all know the vibe. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Benchmob, we out. Peace. Peace. Perfect. Game started at 10.30. We don't enough time to get to the crib. So it's like 10.30? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, oh shit. You see these things? I don't know what's happening, bro. Uh, Luke Marcus all going to start this little drumming. Well, that's a, that's a smarter decision than to, like, it's always better. I, I, yo, it's always going to help win a game or two. For the... For what's what I'm doing? They're by 13 right now. Where then they lose the last game, right? They lost because like, games on some crazy stuff. I was so upset about the Lakers lost that I didn't even watch that game. <laughs> I was so upset, bro. I was like, yo, like, you just, you just look bad, bro. <laughs> now they need Norman Powell to step up a little more. It's the reason you traded for him. Norman Powell traded Norman Powell <sighs> traded him just because. Why, 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 why do. Well, you got like full size, regulation size donuts, bro. He said know, regulation right? size. I think it was a little, a little no. pity, bro. You want to turn the camera off here? Yeah, you can turn it off. Yo, um. I love how. Yeah. He, White people on ESPN in the stories. Tim Tebow. You know we go on ESPN to see the top stories. Mm-hmm. Tim Tebow will always be in the top story. Mm-hmm. Why is it one of the top stories right now? Nothing else is happening in this world, but one of the top stories is Donnie Menzel. That's the number two story on there saying that he made a living off selling art. Yep. That's the number two story on ESPN. Right now. Right now. It's not false. Exactly. Yeah, but why is it he wasn't made on the field? Why is that? Why are we still talking to Johnny Manziel? Why are we still talking to Johnny Manziel? Because he's still playing football. Somewhere. Like, this is the most backwards white to, to be white in this country. Almost said it. Shut it down. Listen to the IT episode. Him talking about he know he effed up the money. No, no shit. That's a lesson to these players. So did Boogie. Turning down that deal from the Pelicans. Never gonna see it again. IT didn't get the option to turn something down. But there's even a thing that was like, yo. That's one piece of advice I give to young players. Actually enjoy like this nigga even enjoy being at the top. Cause nigga, everybody wanna have a lot of mentality. You know, bro, like, oh, he's like, y'all, I had 50, I should have had 60. Nah, okay. nigga, embrace the moment. IT, like, listen to his episode with all the smoke. That guy was bring a little, you know, water. This nigga love IT, bro. Word. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Is that new? Yeah. Oh, uh, I gotta listen to that though. Maybe I should listen to that show on the way home, honestly. That jump is ridiculous. I never told you podcasts. That, I, the one I sent you, bro, I listen to this all the time, but they're funny as hell. Those
right. It's like an eight feet. See, I'm gonna eat this whole bone and I really shouldn't do that. I ain't even had dinner yet. I had something small before I came here. That's why I'm holding myself down. I ain't had dinner yet either. No, alright. Let's see. Tomorrow I can't even try to work out for real. I don't even know. Are they supposed to be open and finding the courts back up at LA Fitness? They did that or yeah, is that out that lifetime of Dion? Yo, you guys are coming bullshit for them. At lifetime? Yeah, it's true. I, I, I've only never done it with him once. That was the one time we did it easy. Let's do see that galaxy is yes, but the shooting workout was great, bro. Great. Because it's all simple stuff. It's not stuff that you really have to, that's really that hard to do. You know? I'd love to. I'd, I'd love to just have a Phenomenal gym. Phenomenal facility. What? Lifetime and avoid the film. Two, what? Two Olympic sauce swimming pools. Niggas had two. The water park tour. NBA hot course, swimming hot course, water park, sauna, hot tub. I really want to like, leave because of the stupid pandemic. We signed up for a gym that's like local around here. Mm -hmm. 24 hours, that works for the my schedule. But I love to be lifetime. Lifetime, everything. But this is hard for you all. That's the thing. I know at one point, I don't know if they are now, lifetime was 24 hours at one point. Not anymore, but it's open like 16 hours a day. You know? That's the thing. I need where it's like the. They give and take, I need something to be at least open to a minute. They, they're open to a minute, they are. Well, oh, right. I don't know, they don't know a minute. Oh, the gym. Oh, yeah. Cause we saw a lifetime. Lifetime is the best gym I've ever been to in my life. Really? Oh, phenomenal. Yeah, by far, best gym. And the port, the floors, the floors are never like, the floors are created or made for a hoop. They don't do anything else on the floors. They don't have yoga in the gym. Yeah, it's for basketball. Mm -hmm. I hated that about the Bronx. Oh, y'all there. The court is disgusting. You had fucking Tommy running around the court. Playing basketball. Yeah, playing Gaga and shit. Like, so it, it, it makes it a mess. This nigga game now has a single series record for most yeah, three pointers. Yeah, I'm not going to You made the whole thing? Yeah, bro. You have another one that's two in there. You're wild. You're wild. You're wild. You're wild. You said you got to work out tomorrow. No, we're out, bro. Oh, you gotta work off this dome. I can't be eating like that, bro. I had pizza today and I had wings right now. No, we're having bubble coos every Thursday. This is not that. Yeah, but I had wings <laughs> right in here. Oh. But, and I didn't eat that much. But I, um, uh, both, no, but like, I get, I get the chance to run off and like play a little bit. This weekend's nice. I would like to play, but I probably get a chance to just go. Actually, but I might play this weekend too, because my game's early. I'll be home around 5 o'clock. We're trying to get active, bro. It gets harder and harder to work out like this. You see what Urban Meyer said about BJ Char? What did she say? He just said, I just didn't like his size, his strength. I just thought it was way below average, way below what we expect from our receivers. And he was told that he's a big guy that played little last year, and that can't happen. Guys like Michael Thomas and Lewis Murphy. What? He's a, a gator guy. His <laughs> name is random. Arlo's. I really was like, <laughs> I get it if you're talking about Michael Thomas. Then you throw Lewis Murphy. Yeah, I was like, I, I, 
Michael Thomas. Oh, Ohio State guy. Both got these connections too. Those big, strong, fast receivers. And you've got to play big and strong. Do you know that? Coaches and GMs, you see it all the time. They get sought at people skills. Oh, yeah. You can't say that type of shit. And you have to coach them this year. Hey, not getting rid of the yard. And he actually wasn't even that bad. He's actually one of the little productive receivers. Why am I not mistaken? Then again, what do I know about the, the Jaguars? They're not one of those teams that no one gives a damn about. Like, ever. So. But I thought he was. I hear people talk about him all the time. I think another thing too, I'm do for Deshaun at some point is get like a bigger table so he can spread out. And you got somebody like sitting on the end or he's just more space. Like technically, you really could sit right here, move that one over, and have somebody right there. And I could sit on the end right here. So right. More space. I like that. Another dog react. Next week should be at Chris' house. I should have the. In two weeks, the art to put me on the wall. I didn't think he was going to be here too. Oh, yeah, Chris, Chris. I knew Chris was going to come today, but I knew he wasn't. Then he got, I can make work. I can make work. I was like, I was like, I was like, you're going to be good. It was like, I, I'll make work. I'm like, you got what you're bashing for. You can't make work. Just don't. Just tell him. Nah, I can come. And today, I can't, I can't come. I was like, nigga, why? Why'd you? And you couldn't go, bro. It's cool. <laughs> no. Says when did Floyd get fucking hair in a beard? Yeah, it makes no fucking. He placed that shit on top of his head. They, this nigga disappeared and he came back. Yeah, but they just showing him and Logan Paul taking fights, taking fights like fucking Logan Paul of all people taking fights. He's all about the money. Yeah. Right? I, I can't blame him. You don't have anything to prove to anybody, so why not? If, yeah. you, better, you better not get knocked out. You know what will happen, but you better not get knocked out. The thing with Floyd, right? That's one of those people who said he's more in than us. He also runs through his money like an idiot. And I wouldn't be surprised. But that's the thing. I, I, the thing with he wants to run through his money, but he still wants to be good. It's a business. Yeah, like, I remember. He was fighting over Hoyer. And you know, the behind some things going on, they were like, this nigga has, you know, TMT, the money team entertainment and whatnot, right? He has boxers under him. Anytime a boxer fights, win or lose, he's getting money out of that. This nigga now has three strip clubs in Las Vegas. You feel me? Like, even if this nigga blew all his boxing money, and you still be free. All his baby moms, right? They all have businesses. He's making like 10 million percent off of that. Wow. Like he has outside of his box, and he has about 10 or 11 trillion. So he has a whole Ponzi scheme on his He has a, he has a, uh, us, came out, he was recording it. <laughs> he don't use it, but he know everybody know I want to rap. They pay him for studio time. They pay Floyd going to be all right, regardless. But I just, I just think he just be. Or like, let me go make another quick payday, hundred mil. Just cause I ain't got nothing else to do. Like, at that point, he's not. It's not like he. It's not like basketball where I right, you could join the big three. You ain't got nothing else to do. Baby. He ain't got nothing else to do. He's been everywhere in the world. It's my ball player. I might as well. I know I could beat this kid if I get paid hundred mil. 